I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Sports Call Auburn continuing here on this Masters Thursday afternoon. Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress with you here on the program. And now we are about to be joined here on our Auburn Bank phone line by Tom Green of AL.com. Tom, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. How about you guys? Doing well. And, and I'm curious, we'll start off with just with the spirit of this week. You got opening day today. Also got Masters here on this Thursday. Which one do you have more interest in? Uh, Masters. Um, I've had it on in the background a little bit today while I've been doing some work. Haven't gotten to watch too much, but uh, been poking my head up every now and then just to kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah, it was with the uh, roars of the crowd that can kind of uh, get the the head to come up. We've been at the office today and uh, had it on as well. But uh, a lot to talk about with Auburn right now, even though it is the off season. Got a day coming up on Saturday. We'll get to that in just a moment. But want to start with Auburn basketball news, and of course this week. Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler announcing their plans to go to the NBA draft. No surprises here, Tom, obviously, but but talk about uh, what they meant to this Auburn program in one year and then uh, kind of uh, how much of a no-brainer it was for them to make the decision to go on to the next level. Yeah, I mean, they were kind of the fulcrum of Auburn's success this year. Um, you know, Auburn hasn't traditionally had these kind of front courts, um, but then to produce two All-Americans in one season, Um you know, Jabari Smith, uh, just the second consensus All-American in program history. Uh, Walker Kessler, I think he was one All-America team shy of consensus status. Uh, but National Defensive Player of the Year, Jabari Smith, obviously in the running to be the number one pick in the NBA draft this summer. Um, you know, Auburn doesn't have the kind of success it does this year without those two guys. Um, you know, Jabari Smith was you know best freshman in college basketball this season. He's just a complete alien out there, you know, six ten, but shoots forty two percent from beyond the arc, which is just absurd and you know, really makes the game look easy and Walker Kessler just you know, he was probably the best two way player in the country near the basket, um, you know, shot sixty something percent uh on the season and was just a beast down low defensively. So, you know, you don't get that kind of front court very often, um, and I'm sure Bruce Pearl and, and the players, you know, wish they could have, you know, kind of parlayed that into, you know, some more postseason success. But uh, replacing them will be no easy task uh, heading into next year. And Tom, I want to talk about replacing those guys? Losing, like you just said, losing Jabari Smith, losing Walker Kessler. But over the last week, gaining another five star in uh, LSU commit Johan Traore, committing to the Ti- or the Auburn Tigers this past week. What does he bring to this Auburn program going into next year? Yeah, so, I mean, he comes in, he's going to be the second highest rated player that this program's ever signed behind only Jabari. Um, so just from a talent perspective, you're already looking at what kind of tier he's in there. Um, you know, he's, he's a 6'10 guy. He's still developing his game. He's you know, only been in the U.S. for a couple of years, was over in France at, you know, one of their big sports academies. I think it was the same one that produced, like, Tony Parker and guys like that. Um, but, you know, he's still developing his game long term. Um, for the people I've spoken to, he projects as a stretch four that can be a really, you know, high-end defender both at the rim and, you know, kind of on switches out on the perimeter. Um, but I think, you know, 
his immediate future next year, you know, I think you could probably slot him right in there as a starting center. Um, you know, line him up there in that in the front quarter alongside Jalen Williams, who you know Bruce Pearl seems really excited about. You know, kind of making a feature in that offense. Um, but he's a player that can just you know really attack the basket and finish finish strong at the rim. Uh, he's got some good shooting touch. He can he can step out and shoot from deep. He's you know still working on being a little bit more consistent from that range. You know, he's not a Jabari Smith type shooter, but he is a very good shooter for someone his size. Um, you know, can can come off the pick and roll really well, um, and re- really can attack the basket pretty well. You know, make plays with the ball in his hands. Um, so I, I think he's certainly a player who's going to be really interesting to watch and see if he, de- you know, how he develops, um, especially this first year, kind of playing that center position. Yeah, and also, Tom, I mean, we, we started with basketball. We know A-Day's coming up here on Saturday. We will get to that in just a second. But even more Auburn basketball news today because of uh, the Cancun Challenge. Talk a little bit about uh, what Tigers fans can expect and, and what Auburn will be doing down in Cancun, Mexico. Yeah, uh, so they announced the, the schedule for that. I mean, obviously, you know, Auburn's you know been set to participate in that for you know a while now. Um, but, you know, I, I believe – you know, it's one of those showcases where the first games are all played on the campuses of, you know, four of the eight schools. Um, so I think Auburn will host uh, Winthrop in the first game. Yeah, yes. Um, yeah, they'll host Winthrop November 15th, I believe, on campus. And then that next week, you know, Thanksgiving week, they'll go down there and play two games in Cancun. It's the second time Bruce Pearl's program has gone down there. I think they went into the 2016 season as well. So they're familiar with it. They're familiar with the experience. Uh, you know, the field, you know, is, isn't quite as strong as, you know, the, you know, the battle for Atlantis or the, you know, the Maui Invitational, but, you know, it's another one of those really fun, you know, non-conference showcases where you just get a bunch of teams in there, um, you know, get a chance to, you know, kind of bolster that postseason resume how you can. Uh, I think teams in there this year, along with Auburn, are Bradley, Liberty, Northwestern, Eastern Michigan, Purdue, Fort Wayne, Southern Miss, and Winthrop. Um, you know, like I said, Auburn will have that first game against Winthrop, when they, and then when they get to Cancun, um, they'll face Bradley on November 22nd. And if they win that one, they'll play the winner of the Liberty Northwestern game. If they lose, they'll play the loser of the Liberty Northwestern game that following day. So, you know, little three-game non-conference uh, stint there for Auburn with two of those games down in Cancun uh, the week of the Iron Bowl. Tom, shifting gears now, we've got a big. I say a big weekend for Auburn football. It's it's the culmination of spring practice with the A-Day game this weekend, kind of the benchmark of where the team is after a couple weeks of spring ball. Uh, one of the biggest questions, and I think we'll be asking it to pretty much everybody that covers the Auburn Tigers until you get that first game in August, is about the quarterback position. How big is this spring been slash A-Day this time going to be for uh, T.J. Finley to separate himself when you've got a couple guys in coming in that are they've got skills at the quarterback position, but they're not on that same level of knowing the offense. Right, and and, and T.J. has known you know since Bo transferred at the end of the you know, at the end of the season that you know this offseason was going to be huge for him. You know this was going to be his opportunity to kind of seize that starting job. Um, you know, like you said, he's the only guy in that room now, especially after the transfer of uh, D. Davis, who has experience in this offense and, you know, has those reps. So he, he's got a built-in leg up on, you know, a Zach Calzada, a Robbie Ashford, a Holding Derner. Um, and, you know, from everything that we've seen this spring, T.J.'s been the one out there getting the first-team reps, 
every time we've we've been out there in practice. Um, so that certainly says something about you know where they feel his command of this offense is. You know, we've heard a lot about you know he, he was a good leader last year, but you know it's hard to be a leader when you're a backup. Um, and you know he was obviously thrust in that starting role last year, late in the season last year. But we've heard a lot about how he's developed, uh, just you know having a command of the whole offense, not not just the X's and O's, but you know being that voice to speak up in the room and lead those guys. Um, so he he's working to make progress, but you know it he's going to have competition. Um, you know from everything we've seen, you know Robbie Ashford's been getting the bulk of the second team reps. Um, you know, Holden Garner's been right there behind him. But, you know, right now this spring, it's mostly been T.J. Finley and Robbie Ashford. And, you know, Robbie Ashford, his, his arm has looked really impressive. He's made some good throws. You know, he, he's a really good athlete, obviously a baseball player. He's got some good speed and can use his legs. Um, you know, I think where this really gets, gets interesting is, you know, when Zach Calzada gets cleared for, you know, full return. You know, he's been limited this spring. So, you know, he's been taking a lot of those third and fourth team reps uh, we've seen him a few times, you know, get some reps with, you know, the the first and second team, I think, this past week. You know, just some limited reps in, you know, skeleton drills. Um, but, you know, he hasn't been able to, to go full gear. But, you know, he's got SEC experience. He's He's got a live arm. You know, the, the coaches obviously like him and wanted to bring him in here for a reason. So I think once he's healthy um, is when this competition is going to get really interesting between him and TJ and Robbie Ashford. And obviously we talk about quarterbacks very often, especially when there is a bit of a quarterback debate like we have this year. But obviously this team trying to answer a lot of questions after a 6-6 six and six season last year. Uh, as we look at Saturday, what else, what other position battles or groupings should Auburn fans pay a lot of attention to? What other uh, groupings are going to be very important for the Tigers to work through? Yeah, so one that I'm certainly interested in seeing is the wide receiver position. Um, you know, just because you know you lose Kobe Hudson, you lose Demet- uh, Demetrius Robertson, you lose Kaylin Newton, who who didn't play as much, and you know, you bring back two guys who you know have experience and are kind of known quantities in Shedrick Jackson and uh, Javarius Johnson. But I'm curious to see who those other guys that kind of step up and kind of get get elevated into that top tier and, you know, can be one of those playmakers because, you know, this offense didn't have one of those consistent go-to wide receivers really last year. Um, you know, we, we've seen a lot from um, Malcolm Johnson Jr. this spring, heard a lot of good things about Tavares Dawson, who, you know, you look back to last fall, he was the only freshman that made the two deep, but then he never played last season. Um, you know, kind of, you know, missed some time, then kind of just fell behind and never got back onto the field. Um, Jay Fair, freshman early enrollee, we've heard a lot of good things and seen some good things from him in practice too. So I'm, I'm, I'm really looking to see what what those three guys do. Um, you know, as far as some other spots on the roster, you know, really, really curious to see how the secondary shakes out. You know, corner, you know, you probably feel a little bit better about that just because. Yeah, you're you're losing Roger McCreary. Losing an All American is tough, of course, but yeah, you know, you've got some, you know, guys who've played adequate reps there in Nehemiah Pritchett and Jalen Simpson. Um, I'm a little bit more curious in the safety spot and you know kind of how that shakes out. Um, you know, seen some good things and heard some good things about Caden Bridges. You know, Caleb Wooden's come in as a true freshman and has you know really impressed a lot of people. Um, so just kind of curious to see, you know, how how, uh, how they line up back there, um, especially with, uh, you know, Zach Etheridge kind of just overseeing the whole secondary by himself this year after Derek Mason left. 
He's Tom Green of AL.com, and Tom, obviously a lot of coverage this weekend of A-Day, but what else will you and the staff at AL.com have here in the coming weeks? Uh, Yeah, so yeah, a lot of A-Day, a lot of post-spring analysis. Um, Still going to try to focus on some more basketball as, as you know, we kind of recap the season and kind of look forward to how this roster is going to take shape and retool for next season. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some more basketball news coming down the pipeline, um, especially with you know, the, the uh, second signing day, you know, just around the corner. Um, so obviously they'll be, they'll be signing you on trial you know, probably adding a couple more pieces, whether that's, you know, another 2022 signing or through the transfer portal. So lots of stuff to keep, uh, keep the eyes on the next couple of weeks. Appreciate the time today, Tom. Yeah. Glad to be on.